Welcome back. Welcome back. To another episode of the Buffalo Hat Bear. Mike, what's up? Eddie, thank you for your logo. Uh, Queen City Creative Works. We're getting sponsors right out of the way. Hell yeah. Love that. Queen City Creative Works, thank you for your continued partnership slash sponsorship. Etsy shop on roids. Buy personalized Buffalo Happy Hour merchandise. They can ship it right to your door. Uh, and uh, we'll just keep rocking. In-house wine sommelier Eddie's part, you know, what? Nailed it. All right. This is our fourth episode today. We just had some chicken fingers and pizza, so if we pass out, it's okay. We probably died. Uh, it's all good, though. We'll still post because the podcast lives on, bro. Correct. Correct. Yes, it does. Have you ever ate something, and then right after, you're like, I am I think this is it? Well, not that, but I was like, this is where I become bulimic? Yeah. Where I just like, I ate it. Great. Now I just want to get it out because I feel terrible. Have you ever thought you were dying after you ate something? No, not dying. No. But just wanted to throw up and get it out. Hashtag bulimia. Are they close? No. No. You're fine. <laughs> so, dive into useless fact really quick. And then we'll talk about the episode topic, which has nothing to do with the useless fact. In 1875, a swarm of 12.5 trillion Rocky Mountain locusts covered 198,000 square miles, weighing 27.5 million tons, descended upon the Great Plains, devouring all plant life in their path, and then farmers that tried to shoo them away had the clothes eaten right off of their bodies. You learned about this in school, correct? I don't know. What do you mean? The 1875 locust swarm that took over the Great Plains. You didn't learn about that in school? I mean, I might have, like but K why would that 12? still be in my mind right now? Well, when I read the useless fact, I was like, oh, yeah, I know about that. Really? Oh, yeah. It doesn't ring a bell. Really? Yeah. Maybe my teacher was just above and beyond. But, yeah, we learned about it. It was like a thing. So locust swarm took over the Great Plains and just murked all things life. Okay, so let me, let me put a scenario out there for you. You're a farmer. You're used to the random crow coming in, so you put in a scarecrow. You're like, I'm going to shoo these crows away, right? You have 20 million tons of locusts come you, come at you. Why are you trying to shoo them away? The stones on these farmers, That's bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, You're at out what there? point? Shh. Shh. Yeah. At what point are you like, this is a losing battle? Like um, I don't, ha I came when, out here with a shirt on. I don't have a shirt anymore. That's when, when you realize you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> like the swarm just shoo, 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 shoo. There's billions of them. A hundred percent, twenty-seven and a half million tons. That's a lot of weight. Twelve point five trillion locusts. Now here's the better question: Who quantified that? Yeah. Who sat there and was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Are you kidding me? How do you know? How do you know that there were 12 trillion? Can you imagine, like, you being the one locust in Australia and you're like, I missed the party, dude. Like, I'm, I have fear of missing out now because I am the one locust left on Earth that's not participating in this little sh sh swindig. Do they have a yearbook? I think so. 
Do, and they're like, Randy it, didn't show up. Yeah. Is there a Locust yearbook <laughs> where they're like, hey, I was there. I was there for the great the event. The class of Great Plains, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, how many other locusts are there? Like, if you had to quantify the number of ants in the world, how many po- tons of ants do you think are in the world? If that's 20... Sorry, Picasso's pizza's coming back up. If you had to quantify... Like, that's 27 trillion tons? No, 27 billion tons? No, 27 million. 27 million tons. Okay, how many tons... 12.5 trillion total locusts. How many tons of ants do you think there are in the world? I don't know. Do ants cover 198,000 square miles? Do ants weigh more or less than a, 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 a locust? I'm assuming less, right? How many ants? If there's an answer to this on Google, we need a new plague. Like there if is. somebody's already quantified this, 20 quadrillion estimated. <laughs> How do you estimate that? <laughs> How many ants are in the world? I think Trump wrote this. Think millions of billions. <laughs> like, scientists estimate there are 20 quadrillion ants on Earth. That's 20 million billion. As of June 23rd, 2023. How? How do you quantify these? First of all, can we talk about how recent this study is? Why is this done? Is this like an annual exercise? How do you quantify total ants? I'm sure it's basically you take a sample size of an acre and you count all that and then you figure out how many acres there are in the world. They've done some math. Oh, really? Yeah. Come on. Okay. Uh, let's see. Reddit has an answer. NPR has an answer. NPR has an answer to this? Yeah, well, their their article states that for every human on Earth, there's an estimated to be about two and a half million ants. That is so disconcerting, dude. Ants could take over the world. Oh, yeah. So... You drop a crumb and there's a whole army there. The Lincoln Index Method in relation to the colony size of Formica Policenta. This is... No, no. This, it's a calculation, and it's a, a secret Krabby Patty formula. <laughs> and I, if, I swear, there's letters in there, I'm out. They added triangles... Like, ooh, it's Delta. Like, uh, relax. Like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's 12.7 million. Are you, you talking useless fact? Yeah. 27.5 million tons. tons. But how many locusts? 12.5 trillion. So, doing your phone, doing your phone, 200 quadrillion. Divided by 12.7 trillion. Do you even know how many zeros that is? No, you would have to type that into Google, and then hopefully they have a website with a calculator big enough to do that. You can do that in your regular phone. You just got to type in zero, 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 zero. Well, that's the problem. It's too many zeros. Even if you turn your phone landscape instead of portrait. 12.7 trillion. So that's... No, 12 and a half. 12.7, right? No, twelve point five trillion. Twelve point five trillion. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Five zero zero zero. Okay. Zero zero. So twelve point five million. Twelve point five trillion. That's billion. Divided. That's trillion. By. No, you got to do the other way around. <sighs> Don't worry, I got you. So two hundred. What is it? Two hundred quadrillion. Jesus Christ. 
What are you one, trying two, to search three, right now? One, two, three. It's 20 quadrillion. Billion. It's 20 quadrillion. Are you trying to see how many zeros billion, it is? 200 trillion. Nope. Can't enter more than 15 digits. My phone is like, bro, I can't do this math, so we're not going to do it. Yeah. No, type in Google. Yeah. Do 200 quadrillion. It's 20 quadrillion. 20 quadrillion? Okay, yeah. so 20 quadrillion. Yeah. Divided by... 12.5 trillion. I want to see how many ants there are per locust. 12.5 trillion? Yeah. 1,600. Okay, so now do 1,600 times... No, are we doing... We need Flipsky here. He already knows the answer. 1,600 times what? Yeah, what's the tons? The tons is 27.5 million. So 27.5 million tons. Uh, it's 44. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So billion. So 44 billion. So 44 billion tons of ants. If there's a 1 to 1 ratio between ants and locust weight. At what point does our Earth start sinking? Yo, New York City's sinking. Is it? Yeah, from the weight of the skyscrapers. Really? Yeah. New study showed New York City is sinking, bro, which means those skyscrapers need, like, helical or push piers. They need push piers. They need push piers. So if New York City's gone, Buffalo gets more funding. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with a face from David of Schitt's Creek. <laughs> If New York City's gone, we just get our money back. That's oh, basically yeah. what happens. I'll take that refund. We can build a second Bill Stadium in the in <laughs> yeah. downtown for no reason. There can be one in Orchard Park and Buffalo, and we'll Here settle the debate. So there's okay. We still How haven't much, gotten to our our actual episode. That's fine. Reason. How much weight would it take for the Earth to change orbit? I feel like there has to be some sort of your sober thoughts are everyone else's high thoughts. <laughs> there has to be a weight. Like, okay, what if there was a lot of people on like the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere was all like fit people? Would that change the rotation of the earth? It would have to. Think of a bowling ball, you know? Can earth become too heavy? <laughs> I don't know who gave us a podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> if the hypothetical super-Earth were even bigger, say 10 times its current mass, dramatic changes could start happening in Earth's interior. The core and liquid mantle would also be 10 times larger. And w No, that's not what I'm looking for. What would happen if Earth got too heavy? Hold Can Earth hold infinite weight? There you go. If it has infinite weight, then it would have infinite mass and thus would collapse into a black hole. So no, Earth cannot support infinite weight. So how many skyscrapers is too many skyscrapers? <laughs> because the, the thing about overpopulation is not about weight. It's about resource allocation. Right. But there has to be a point where... You just put too much weight on Earth that it messes something up. 
just from an overall like theoretical perspective, there has to be a point where we're just too heavy. Not as a civilization, not as population, but as the earth, like everything on earth. Like how many, how much more cement can you put on earth before it starts being thrown out of orbit? And now we're like 30 seconds behind rotation instead of four seconds. There has to be an answer for that. Let's get Neil on. I'm literally trying to search ways to figure out the answer. I'm, I'm checking, can human weight harm earth Orbit. <laughs> I, it would be stupid for nobody to have asked that question before. I think it's just we're too stupid to find the answer. A hundred percent. I can't keep searching because nothing's coming up. All right. I'll touch on the New York City piece quickly. Oh, God. You know how dumb you have to be? To not even know how to search for the answer of a question that's been asked before. The problem is we're also sober. Okay. <laughs> With more than one million buildings <laughs> and weighing nearly 1.7 trillion pounds, New York City is sinking under the weight of its skyscrapers. A new study suggests it's dropping as much as one to two millimeters per year. Not a lot, but it's happening. That's like the whole North Carolina situation I know. we talked about with I climate know. change. I know. Right now, it weighs one point seven trillion. And how many? How much do the locusts weigh? Twenty-seven and a half million tons. So Manhattan is heavier than the locusts. Makes sense. But probably not heavier than the ants. What if we put all the ants in New York City? Do you think we can get rid of it? <laughs> <laughs> how many mice are there in New York City? That's got to be a study done. And how much do they weigh compared to locusts? <laughs> How What's many? your guess? How many mice there are? Or rats? Rats are inside. Mice are outside. But if you let a rat inside, does it become a mice? It's uncountable. It's it's literally what Google says. It's God. uncountable. But they have That's a number for scary. rats. They have a number for rats. Would you Google mice? I said, how many mice are in New York City? New York City is the second highest rodent population of any other city in the United States. Well, yeah, Democrats live there. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> with an estimated 2 million rats and uncountable mice, it is no wonder why people are so concerned about their homes being invaded. Woof. All right. Well, anyways, we want to... Rats are inside. Hole. Mice are outside, right? That's what scary movies taught me? I don't know, dude. How come you ain't going to see a mice outside? That's because it's a rat, fool. A damn. You just made a fact right there. Love that movie. Great movie. I'm what movie? Canceled. Scary Movie 3. Oh. With right. Kevin Hart and uh, what's his face? Great movie. So, Buffalo Happy Hour LLC. Also a rat. We've been doing this for a little bit of time. Give <laughs> or take three years. Three and a half years. We started, our first upload was October 2nd, 2019. But we didn't form into an entity until when? It has to be 2020. This is how bad we are at business. <laughs> but it has to be 2020. Well, slightly before 2020. Pre-pandemic. We'll round it out there. It was before March 2020. I'm looking at it up right now. 
Look up Articles of Confederation. <laughs> Why did this go to Cincinnati? Hello? November 6, 2020. That's when we started. That's when we formed our LLC. Yeah, pre-pandemic. No. And pandemic started... March. March of 2020. Yeah. This was November 2020. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Okay. I thought we did it before. No. Anyway, what's your what's your point? <laughs> so give or take three years. Take. Okay. I'm going to read this, and we can discuss it. Okay. I just threw up inside of a notepad. Love it. Checking numbers and not caring anymore because we got our lane. A co-worker was talking to me and saying that we should have celebs on or whatever, and I just reminded them of our mission statement. There's enough ears for everyone in this space as a podcast. I would rather enjoy this ride with our core audience that ride with us. We're never stopping anyways, so who cares about views and algorithms? The conversations we have on our show are real and authentic. We joke all the time. We never post edit. Remembering the pureness of the conversation we have with people is what matters. I personally reached a point after three and a half years of we know we're here to stay. We have our fans. Our wives support us. Our family supports us. So who cares about the rest? This is something for us that we get to do that gives us an escape. I feel like that was something that you would read after you had to bring the podium out because of a sexual assault allegation just came up about Mike Kelly. I continue. <laughs> so the business end now is a different story. Our podcast is our podcast, meaning weekly episodes. Our business, though, where we produce, that's the next step for us. That's where we grow and take it to the next level with commercials, producing podcasts, um, product showcasing. That's how we make money. Our vision has a direction with the business, which is key. The thing that I want us to remember, specifically you, Wow, rude. Co-founder, 50%. What's up? What's up? We did this to see each other. I do this to spend time with you. You're one of my closest friends. We're boys and we talk every day. We laugh. We have an amazing friendship that was immediate. We get caught up in the rat race sometimes, but we did this whole damn thing for us just to see each other. So after three and a half years, what does the brand mean to you? Do you still check numbers and analytics, which we know the answer, but we can dive into it if you want. But then what else does this entity mean to you because that's what it means to me damn i don't know if you were proposing to me or if you were quitting um you've already said <laughs> yes to my proposal <laughs> so i think this answer is going to surprise you a little bit you're divorcing yep. you want to move on yep. no i don't check analytics anymore oh come on i'm serious I i'll look like just really quickly to see how something is doing but previously, when he first started, I was all about the analytics. Bro, I mean, you, you lived know. in it. Dude, I lived in it. I was looking at trends. I was looking at all that shit. And then shorts came along. And shorts either do fine or they do okay. Shorts really never do bad. And since that happened, I'm just like, all right, whatever. If this gets more than 1,000 views, great. If it doesn't, there's going to be a lot of short going up tomorrow. And right now, especially with the BHH, like this channel that you, you're all watching it on right now, <clears throat> I've like said 
with this, we have so much content in our library just going we have like almost i think 900 videos right like we have a ton of content we have enough content there where there will never be a day where someone is not watching our stuff which is wild to me every time i look like i i won't look at stuff often but every so often maybe like every week or every two weeks i'll look just to see what the um analytics are showing for the like last 48 hours i have never seen nothing Every single day, every single, like, honestly, we have anywhere between 200 to, like, 700 um, views every previous 48 hours, which basically means there is never an hour where someone isn't watching our stuff somewhere. That's so weird. Think about that, dude. That's crazy. That's so weird. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, whether it's one person or whether it's hundreds, there is never an hour where someone is not watching our stuff, which just makes me kind of feel weird. But also, it makes me, like, not care about analytics anymore because I'm like, we've put up so much content that I don't need to be in the weeds with this channel anymore for us to say, we have to do this, we have to do that. Sure, every every week or every month, I'll look at trend lines just to make sure that we're kind of headed in the right direction. We talked previously about the one third man syndrome that, is exploding right now so i'll look at it just to see what direction people like to see from our channel and see if we can change things and maybe dive a little bit more deeper into a certain topic that people want to hear from us but all in all i'm not looking at things and to me that just speaks to that we've developed this thing into something that we're finally comfortable with that we don't really care what anyone else thinks which is cool like i'll talk about whatever I'll start swearing. I don't give. I don't care because it's just our thing now. So, what else does a brand mean to you after three and a half years of existence? I think the brand in general is a perfect representation of who you and I are as people. <laughs> Unorganized chaos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, but it's a circle, so it rounds itself back out yeah. eventually. Because we. Like you said, we started this just to like talk more, and we talk a lot, but there is still an aspect of us as business people, and knowing that we wouldn't stop has forced us to eventually make money, even though we've tried so hard not to. We're like, I don't want this to be profitable at all. <laughs> like, It has really made us closer, but really put our personality into this business, which I think is what's helping it. Oh, for sure. I feel like people want us to, whether it's teach a whiskey class or produce something because they want, they want like our, our, our hand on it. Mm -hmm. And I will say what this brand means to me though, this is going to sound super cliche, but it's everything. I mean, we have put so much time and effort into building this thing that God forbid something happens with both of our jobs where neither of us can work anymore. You and I would go so balls deep into this podcast. Pause. We would, yeah, hell yeah. We would make this successful if we put all of our time into it because this is our life. That's also who we are as people, though. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. The, the fact that people want to work with us is really insane, but it's because they 
they trust us, they know what we're actually about, and we've been around long enough to, there's a big enough sample size where people know if it wasn't authentic, it would have been shown by now. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing we always say. We're like, dude, we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying to do something that's fun, cool, and exciting for us, and we just want to help other people. And we're going to figure it out somehow, and if we get paid, okay, like, one really like you sure and then two it's like okay like another business just wrote us a check so does that make us a business now (laughs) and then where do we put it yeah i mean it's like it's still 1000 percent imposter syndrome but it's addicting and it's genuine imposter syndrome oh yeah i don't want to work with somebody that is so cocky and full of themselves that they think that they can tell me what to do whereas you like so i'm too stupid to do that right so flipping that around if I'm a business and I'm coming to somebody like us to help us out. If you and I approach it of like, we could totally do this for you. We're the best for the job. It's like, all right, guy, like really, you're really the best for the job. You don't even know what we're asking for you yet. And you're saying you're the best. Like you and I, like our approach to everything is like, we'll help. We can just let us know what you want us to do. Like, we're just so please let us help you that I think that's attractive to people. I think it's refreshing. Yeah. It's an unbelievably down-to-earth approach to running a business Mm -hmm. that nobody realized that it's even feasible. But I think that's the benefit of starting something in marketing because you can just do whatever you want anyways. So we just took the approach of, I don't know, what's natural to us? Mm -hmm. Because we don't know anything. We're too naive. And then we're just trying to figure it out. I feel like the most successful businesses and brands have that in common. Mm -hmm. Just as adorable innocence to the real world. And it's like, well, I'll just keep working. And then we just don't stop. Yeah. The only thing that kind of concerns me in the future is the continuity of this right here. You and I sitting across the couch from each other, across from these seats from each other, and continuing this weekly 30-minute podcast. I think that is going to be our hardest hurdle to navigate. We've done a great job with adjusting. Like Anyone who's been watching our content for a while, we've been consistently doing every single Monday for an hour. Now we've changed it to where it's every single Monday for a half hour. And now we're changing it kind of again where this is the fourth one we're doing today because we know that we don't have time. We don't have a lot of time for this. So going forward, not not in the in, in the immediate future, but a couple months down the road, maybe middle of next year, it's going to be very hard for us to find the time to sit down like this and continue talking, being a two-person crew that we still are. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about because there's so many other things that we do that help business like again this goes to the fact that we're not selfish people we would rather help a business with marketing with an interview with producing their podcast with whatever helping them grow rather than you and i take some time to ourselves and sit here for each other like that's just who we are as people so i don't know what that means in six months a year but this is the thing that i see us leaving first or at least changing first rather than changing anything else Picasso's coming up bro you need some tums <laughs> no but what, what are your thoughts on that I think we're beyond 30 minutes um I don't know I think we're fine I think we're fine we're gonna live closer to each other true um I'm so pumped dude um god willing right mm-hmm. so That'll help, but I I just think we're going to force time. 
we're going to miss it. We're going to miss a weekly episode. 100%. But I would see it then being like, all right, we'll do a half hour every two weeks. From an upload schedule standpoint? So the upload schedule will change, but I don't think it's ever going to go away. No, no. I don't think it'll fully go away. No, because we'll just batch record it like we do now. Yeah. So even at the most extreme example... Where you and I get to a point, hypothetically speaking, if we build this to something where it's a household name, just hypothetically speaking, Barstool, right? We would then have people helping us to where it would free us up time to do this. So I think it's more of a temper or it's a issue that can come around soon, but it won't be long lasting. It'll be more temporary because... If it does come around soon, that means we're way too busy to do it, which means you and I will create efficiency somewhere else by either bringing someone else on to help or doing things more efficiently to free this time up again. So I can see it being constricted, and then we'll free up time again. The crazy thing for me, dude, is we don't even have a 1,000 subscribers yet. Yeah, no. But we have, what was that number? 698 videos uploaded. That's less than a, for some reason I thought it was 900, but I could be, yeah, I was wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show you that people don't really subscribe anymore. I mean, I, I hate, you just asked when the last time I looked at analytics was, and I'm going to look at them right now just because I'm interested to see from an audience standpoint our. Um, also, I would love to have a staff to help set up. <clears throat> right. So watch time from subscribers within the past 28 days. This tells you everything you need to know. of people who watch our content are subscribed. 9.5%. 90.6% are not subscribed. So it's just people just don't subscribe. And that's fine. I don't care because even if we did reach 1,000 subscribers, YouTube's not paying us a lot. So we're making better business decisions because we're not focused, which I think is kind of what this whole episode's about. We're making significantly better business decisions because we're not focused on solely growing YouTube. We're focused on slow, solely growing the Buffalo Happy Hour brand outside of YouTube, which I think is just which, speaks again to us. It was organic. Yeah. Didn't have that camera on me at all. It's fine. It's whatever. You can we, fix we need, it post-editing. We need somebody to help. You can fix it post-editing. If anybody wants to donate their time, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> it's It was organic. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like... You don't realize that that happened until you look back, which is insane. But it's, again, because we just kept saying yes. Yeah. Somebody asked, and we're like, yeah, we'll do that. And then all of a sudden, that was that was it. That was the bridge of the gap. You know what's funny to me? And this kind of goes more about the, the second channel that we started because we wa- wanted to break out the whiskey reviews. I remember being told by somebody that I won't name to never bash a whiskey because then companies won't want to work with you. Like, don't don't ever be honest about a whiskey review and always give it, like, a high rating because then companies won't want to work with you. Dude, since we started that whiskey channel, there have been more companies that have sent us stuff for us to review, and we throw in our email our ethics statement saying, we're not obligated to give this a good rating. We're like, oh, no, no, no worries. Go, yeah, here, we'll send you some stuff. There have been more people now than there ever has been because we're honest. Well, good, I got to keep drinking. <laughs> I'm running low in my house. We have two that we have to do today right now. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not I'm not sending this for you to you for you to give it a good rating. I want to know your opinion on it. And again, that just speaks to us that we're we're not going to fill any corporate business's narrative or be someone's extension of their marketing department. Like if you want to work with us, just let us know. We'll be genuine about it, but we're not going to lie to people about it. 
Weird. I'm excited. Let's start drinking. Thank you, everybody. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a comment down below. Uh, we are the Buffalo Happy Hour. If you want to check out our other channel, Whiskey Talk with BHH, that is also on YouTube where we review whiskey and do whiskey classes and do whiskey education um, episodes. So go over there, check that out. You can find us on all social media at the official Buffalo Happy Hour on Instagram, Buffalo Happy Hour on Facebook, and just come along for the ride because we are a good time. At least we like to think so. You can also support the podcast by patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike is dedicating his, the rest of his life, and he will give up his newborn uh, for anybody who helps us out with Patreon because we need uh, – Mike is going to be handling all Patreon stuff, and if you want a slice of the little heaven – that he's putting together over there at patreon.com slash buffalo happy hour. Go over and sign up. It's just three bucks a month. It's basically the the cost of a cup of cup uh, coffee a month. Wow, got that? Struggle. Picasso's come back up. Cost of a cup of coffee a month. That's not that bad. So go check it out. We really appreciate you all. Please remember always drink responsibly because the name I go. Do not let you. I'm not afraid of